It's time for Baseball Talk on the Sports Podcast with exclusive social streaming via the Baseball Network on Instagram. Be sure to follow the Baseball Network on Instagram and share your baseball content with them to be featured. You're listening to the Sports Podcast. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. Coming in loud today. How you doing, Keith? Doing great. A little nasally. It's my my podcast week to be a little nasally. Nasal day. Nasal day, but... It's difficult hey. as legs day. Hey, Shohei. Shohei the money. <laughs> Shohei Otani. So, big signing, right? We have some something to go over before we uh, jump into our game day baseball topic of the week. Yes. Shohei Otani going to the Angels. What do you think about that? Well, as long as he stays healthy... I mean, they came up with, uh, you know, found there's a ligament uh, issue. What? Um, yeah, just uh, just came out that in his, uh, he had, uh, they, they did a, a very thorough physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, first degree sprain of the ulnar collateral ligament. Ooh, UCL. Yeah, um, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be. Just a um, sprain. Yeah, it doesn't sound like, I mean, he's not getting Tommy John or anything. And they fully intend on him pitching yep. and playing the field and hitting. Yeah, he's going Little League yeah. in the big league. I'm excited to see this. The, I, I couldn't think of anybody off the top of my head that I've ever seen of his caliber to play both well, sides. I've seen, like, blowout games where guys hop right. on the bump, but not a legit dude. Well, I mean, I think that, that the closest I can think of, and this is a bad example, but the closest I can think of is Rick Ankiel, who oh, was a pitcher. Yeah. Before, I mean, mm-hmm. when he couldn't find the zone, all yep. of a sudden he, I have never seen anyone melt down like he did. I have a Rick Ankiel um, prospects card as a pitcher. Yeah. And then he left and it came back, came as, back an as an outfielder. an outfielder. It was, you know, decent outfielder, right. but, but nothing of this level. I, well, decent enough to be in the majors. Jeez. Well, but I'm saying in terms of against other, or, you know, in comparison right. to other major leagues. I mean, he's no Shohei Otani. Oh, no, Otani. Why do I say it like that? I don't know. It's <laughs> fun to say, though. <laughs> it's so fun to say. Shohei Otani. And then you go on the other side of the country and you have your evil empire. Dun, dun, dun. Just in time for the new Star Wars to come Derek out. You Jeter have... giving his old buddies a yeah, Christmas That's kind of fishy, right? I know it is fishy. Is it not fishy? It is very fishy. And to what me. they got for it, too. And I, I, I get that they're, you know, they're going to lose Stanton anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be a movie made about this, I yeah. think. What is it going to be called? The Derek Jeter story. The Derek Jeter. <laughs> this is going to define him? Dark Jeter. Dark Jeter. <laughs> when he turned to... Well, he's always been on the dark I thought side. your name was Derek. No, this is Dark. <laughs> dark. Dark Jeter. Call me Dark Jeter. So, Yankees. Um, I think lost in all this shuffle is the Houston Astros are still the team yeah, to beat. Absolutely. I mean, you're bringing a dude who hits bombs, right? Right. But... Yeah. Well, but you're bringing him into a band box. You are. I mean, I mean, the last I think I saw the last time that a major league team had returning players who both hit 50 home runs mm-hmm. was like Mantle Maris back in the day. Okay, trivia time for you. Uh, yeah. Um, who Ooh. was the last MVP mm-hmm. um, that was traded after his MVP season in baseball? Yep. Or there actually there's there are one two there's three total I think. Can you name them? Can I name the three yeah. who were traded? Name, name two of the most. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, name name two of them. Um, Babe Ruth. No. I don't know if that was MVP yeah, season. But more recently, right. so Barry Bonds. Oh, okay. Barry Bonds. Yeah. And then you have Alex Rodriguez. Mm. More recently, Alex right. Rodriguez. A-Rod. A-Rod. What, A-Roid. And, and, and what did, yeah, what did those two have in common? Steroids. There you go. Yep. So and there's even a, another layer mm-hmm. to your trivia. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he hasn't been caught yet. Uh-huh. Who, oh, Stanton? Do you think Stanton is 100% natural? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, the guy is, is I'm going to go with jacked. no. But they are so, well, on the surface, they seem to be very much more um, stringent in terms of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. the drug testing is a lot right. more. Uh, they're actually doing it yep. as opposed to back when, when Barry Bonds' head was growing three sizes <laughs> yep. over his career. Uh, well, so Shohei Otani. Yep. And then we have the Yankees land. And they're not done. No. The Yankees are not done. There's, you said they're trying to talk there's, to there's, Machado, there's right? There's talk about them going after Manny Machado. Ooh. And I don't know what the Oreos would be doing. And and I guess the, the idea for the Oreos is they're not going to be able to keep them after next year. Did you say Oreos? Orioles? I said Oreos. Oh, sorry. I heard Oreos. Orioles? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Orioles, Manny Machado, Orioles. Yankees, Orioles. Royals. Limit. <laughs> Just weird words. Um, but I think that Baltimore, mm-hmm. being oh, more, Baltimore. Okay. the O's, um, I, why would you trade him in division, though? That, that's that mm. got to be the – there's got to be other options that you have. Right, right. I mean, I would even take a lesser deal – to go outside of the division than to trade him to the Yankees and just watch him beat up on you for years. Mm, yeah, but owners yeah, but. have egos and money drives everything. And if you have the money, we were talking about this off podcast. I like saying off podcast. Off podcast. Off podcast. All right. The New York Yankees uh-huh. just have money, like just money, money, money. So if they want to go buy a World Series, by all means, they can go buy a World Series. Right. Isn't that a problem, though? It is. It is a problem. You make it, you, but you say it like, hey, it's okay. That's just what they do. Well, it's like, because hey, that, they, it's what they do. That criminal out there, it's just Darth Vader. He just chokes people. That's <laughs> yeah, what he does. That's what he does. That's yeah. what he does. Well, we saw the Dodgers try to pull that card, and it didn't really work out too well. They got pretty far, but. Well, they got to the series. It's still first baseball. Time you got to throw ball, hit ball, catch ball, mm-hmm. field ball, mm-hmm. strike out. Not hit ball. It's gonna be a one-hour podcast of me just describing what you can do. Yep, in there you go, <laughs> gumbo, gumbo shrimp, fried shrimp, shrimp kebabs. So, so that's the exciting news out of Major League Baseball. The winter meetings going on right now, and a little bit locally, yep. Rockies out making some moves as well, Ma- making a making a little splash. Minor well, and you splash. know why? Um, our clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. Our guys have two years. Max three years, our dudes. D- um, define our guys. Our guys, Arenado, mm-hmm. um, DJ LeMayhew, mm-hmm. I would say, for mm-hmm. sure. Charlie Blackman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We went out and got Chris Iannetta. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that, by the way? Man. Now, he, he caught back when the Rockies went pretty far in the playoffs. He right. knows how to pitch at Coors Field. He had kind of a little resurgence last year. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's the type of catcher that is going to be able to control these young pitchers. Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he, he obviously was better after he left. I mean, yeah. he, had a, he had a couple yeah. decent years, and then he kind of that's fell everybody off the, the who table. comes to Colorado that's absolutely or comes true. through Colorado well, system. Well, that's usually pitchers, though. Any, I mean, usually, anyone. usually offensive players when they mm-hmm. leave, they don't they don't have a tendency to go off. Um, who? Well, Dexter Fowler, I guess. But other than that, yeah, yeah. Pit, so you've heard my philosophy on pitchers, though, right? Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. Do they they throw the ball? They throw the ball. No, right. so That's you're you're at altitude, right? And so you're really trying to get a break on yeah. your breaking balls. You're trying to get Which is something not. to happen with your with now, your pitch. Now, to the or, to the normal fan, maybe you should explain the difference in in a breaking ball here and a breaking ball at sea level. Okay, so at sea level, you know the air is 
is thicker, essentially, of layman's terms. And so the seams are going to grab and it's going to break a little more, right? Right. And here at altitude, the air is thinner, so mm -hmm. you're not getting as much movement on the pitch. Right. So what my theory is, my hypothesis oh. is... The pitchers come here and they overcompensate. And as they're overcompensating for breaking balls, mm -hmm. they're getting stronger. And when they leave, they are that much better. Really? Yes. This is your This, this is, is your proven. I, is this you your should, masters? I'm going to take you your into high, this room your, your in my thesis? garage and I have like post-it notes and... And <laughs> like the beautiful mind like go beautiful out there. <laughs> just going to get freaked out. That will be the last podcast. <laughs> You're like, Keith. Mike Hampton? This was a long time ago. <laughs> Denny Nagel. Denny Nagley. Yeah. Nagel or Nagley? Nagley. Was it Nagley? Denny Nagel. No, Nagley. No. He's next door neighbor. Denny! No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it was spelled Nagley, but it's like Brett Favre. Yep. I mean, it was Favre. It's Favre. No, it's, okay, Favre and <laughs> Nagley. All right, we're already Great. 10 minutes in and we're Googly just talking moogly. nonsense. Yes. All right, so per that's usual. baseball. Exciting. Exciting news out of baseball. Actually, yes. I'm In terms of the hot stuff. I am excited to see it. Shohei Otani uh -huh. what? pitch and, you didn't and even, hit. You didn't even mention the fact. So the Rockies re-signed McGee. Oh, yep. And they went out and got Brian Shaw, yep. um, who had the most appearances by any reliever mm -hmm. last year. So his, his arm's toast. Right. So that's good. <laughs> but once he leaves, once we see this formula. Yep. Uh, he'll be stronger yep. when he leaves because he's yep. overcompensating. Mm -hmm. They, um, they kind of come here. It's like a little rehab halfway house. And they just get better and improve. And then they just go out and dominate. Brian Shaw. Oh. <laughs> Shaw. <laughs> Shaw. <laughs> All right. So um, that closes out Major League Baseball yes. talk. But we are continuing our conversations um, for game day baseball. Um, and today we're talking about the coach-parent dynamic. Mm. And this is something you and I are... All too familiar with. Vaguely familiar with. Part of the coaching, and and I enjoy it, to, sure. to speak frankly. I enjoy sure. it because the people that you meet in coaching mm -hmm. are what make a giant portion of the coaching, right? Sure. But I, I do think you run into instances where the... And, and this goes back to what we were talking about last week and the week before. The parent wants it more than the player, right? Yeah. And so then you're dealing with that parent on a higher level than you should ever have to deal with that parent. Right. Because their kid doesn't want to play like they want him to play. Right. And and that's that is a really difficult. I mean, coaching is really about relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's good relationships, bad relationships, but you have to have some kind of relationships because you're spending so much time with these people, with the families that that you're coaching. Yep. And it's it's really I think when you get into problems um, is when you have the lines are blurred when you have parents who want to kind of coach their kids still mm -hmm. don't trust the coach and kind of overstep you know you have to have a, a symbiotic uh kind of relationship between parents and coaches right. i mean it's not like as a coach i'm not going to go to your house mm -hmm. at night make sure your kid's going to bed on time make sure he's doing his homework make sure he's eating his vegetables and and being a good person mm -hmm. out you know around the house doing his chores because as a coach, that's not my job. Mm -hmm. And a parent has to understand it's the same when it comes to coaching. When you are yelling at your kid from the stands, keep your elbow up, throw strikes, that kind of stuff, you are... Do you want to hear how bad it was this season? Yes. In a couple instances? Let's hear it. So, um, without naming names, there, there was uh, a kid on my team mm -hmm. who was just kind of filling in. 
And one of the other coaches happened to be sitting in the stands and noticed he went to his bat bag, glanced down. He's texting his dad in the stands during the game. Wow. And, you know, you're trying to, to just do so many different things during the game as a coach. Sometimes these things you don't see. And right. so I was glad that this this said coach found it right. and went out and confronted the athlete and said, what do you, no, you do not do this. What do you need? Oh, dad sending me, you know, pitching tips. That's I'm the, like, what? That is the ultimate um, stick in the face yep. from a parent. I mean, that that is that is beyond disrespectful. But that's how I think a lot of parents view programs now. Well, then, you can cherry pick, you can do whatever. It's your athlete your agenda but the program is just kind of your you know and you know what then don't put that kid on your if you trust your coach that little mm-hmm. then don't put him on that team if you really want to coach that bad mm-hmm. then coach him yeah form your own team right put that together because otherwise it's just you gonna see be it though toxic. in high school toxic. i mean even in high school like five day high school here in colorado you know it's it's a cold day it's a you know, it's a one-to-one game. We're, it's our, like, number two guy in our staff. Mm-hmm. He's throwing well, right? We get to the sixth inning, um, and then we're heading into the top of the seventh. It's one-to-one. He ends up giving up a couple runs, right? right? And, of course, after he gives up the runs, old daddy's over by the dugout, like, Coach, it's pretty cold out today. Why is he throwing so many innings? Oh, or, you know, why is he throwing so many pitches on a cold day? It's like, okay, so if he was throwing a shutout or right. if it was still one-to-one, it would have been like, oh, great game. Why'd well, you, why did you pull him, right. you know? Well, how many pitches had he thrown? He had thrown in the seven-inning game. He was sitting at, I think, 65, 70 pitches. And wow. by the time he went, by the time he was done right. in the seventh, I believe he was hovering around 90. Right, you know? which is, I mean, for for varsity level yeah. that's that's pretty yeah. much the cutoff if you're a starter and you're going like and you want you got to go he's gonna go right so and just being you know game being a game you play it out and sure. if he's feeling it he's feeling it but right. it just happened really quick and then it's like oh my boy's right failing you right. know so now it's the coach's fault but that's a whole nother topic right i think the coach parent dynamic can be Solved by having just open communication, transparent communication, Absolutely. and then sticking to what you communicate. Absolutely, and like I said, it's it's kind of like I mean, it's a relationship. So yep. the, the key to any relationship is communication. I think it's very important for coaches at the beginning of the season to say, "Look, these are the rules, these are the expectations. This is how we're going to communicate if something happens." Because mm-hmm. you have to anticipate as a coach that there's going to be times or there's going to be players. Um, just the, the sheer numbers tell you something's someone's going to be unhappy. So this is how we we resolve that. Yep. It's not to undercut me and, and go around me and um, tell your kid don't listen to your coach. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Let's wait 24 hours. Let's have a sit down. Um, you know, at Guido's. Uh, <laughs> you know, don't put your back to the the you know, front door. No, not like that. But Guido's. just well, just a, a sit down just sounds very mafioso. What's that? Karen. <laughs> Have a sit down with Aunt Have a Karen. Aunt Karen. Karen. She's always messing stuff up. But, you know, just just be able to talk it through because yep. a coach either has a reason why the, the player's not playing or things mm-hmm. are the way they are, or in that instance, uh, the parent would be right, is if the coach doesn't have a reason, then that's on the coach. Yep. But at least to get it out there where there aren't, you know, you aren't having, um, you know, a... a 
parent or a family is upset with their kids playing time so then they go out and and try to form these angry alliances with other families that aren't happy Mm -hmm. you know go to the coach because you can't resolve anything that way no you're not going to resolve anything by going over to another family whose kid isn't playing and trying to commiserate about why your kids are not playing go talk to the coach bottom line is if your kid is good he will be playing well unless you're a bad coach and you have a personal agenda against well there's that i mean kid but that aside, because that's not how I coach. That's not how you coach. Right. If your kid is performing, yeah. And even if he isn't, so I'm a huge advocate of giving the kids an opportunity, right? right. And probably more so than they deserve in, in some instances. Sure. But it builds the character that they need, right? If right. they want to be in that position, I will give them an opportunity to be in that position to succeed sure. or fail, right? And, right? and if they succeed, good for them. Right. But baseball is a failure sport and you're gonna fail a lot and stats don't lie in baseball so if you're completely transparent and you say listen here's what i go in as a coach with here's my philosophy your kid's gonna get opportunities gonna get chances Mm -hmm. over the course of a season right right you can't live for for example me being the coach i was at the time early on i I would send out a cell phone photo of the starting lineup day before and just say here's how we're gonna go game Mm -hmm. one right a kid that was on my team i'd never seen play in a game situation before right just seen him through the tryouts and practice um the dad gets that and he's like you're joking right and i say because his son wasn't starting at shortstop right no i'm not joking i've seen these other two play and they can perform He's actually scheduled to come in, you know, halfway through the game. And he's like, well, I'm pulling my boy, you know, total wow. wrong message for your for your son. Right. And I learned a lot growing up because my dad was like, listen, if you have a problem with the coach, don't come to me. Right. Go to the coach, have a meeting when nobody else on the team is there Just say, hey, coach, can I have a couple minutes of your time? We need to work this out. Right. Build so much character because you just realize that there's an entire another level to the player coach relationship right. to the game and everything and that that's the way it should go first i, right. I mean at the high school level thir- from 13 age 13 up yep absolutely should be player first mm-hmm. i think at the younger ages because kids are not right going to be bold enough then it then it has to be kind of more of a group thing yeah i mean if the kid has the right personality yeah send him to the coach in the right way right not that why am i not playing that kind of stuff but i think even in those instances i think there shouldn't be a problem because that's when you run into the coach being the issue because sure if kids for one if your kid's having a problem playing he's probably playing at the wrong level right you know with playing time but secondly at the youth levels that's when you should just be playing to play yep right yeah doesn't even nobody says where'd you play where'd you play youth ball son you know I don't know. When I did when I when school. I was a recruiting coordinator at yeah. college. I always wanted to know. Hey, what were your what when were your you were ten year old stats? Yeah, let me know what I, I want to see him. And you know, don't just tell him to me. I need to see. You know what's funny and sad copies. is I have had a run in with somebody. Holy jump! Um, who was like, yeah, he's moving into his twelve year old season. Uh, his stats were phenomenal. We kept game oh, changer stats, and I was like, All right, what? Can you say did, that? Did again? you go to the nearest? Uh, a dog shelter buy that person a dog and name it clue so then they had one because no. it's clueless i gave the guy a big hug oh no i was just like what what wow so i don't know but i do think in terms of the you know coach parent dynamic just right. open communication and transparency in your methods well and, and the thing is also when you communicate yes don't communicate from an emotional personal level because that's just going to blow things up. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't look at it as though the coach hates your kid or uh, he has something against your kid. Well, unless he does. 
No, um, but just just to approach it the right way because mm-hmm. coaches are people too. That's uh, the new uh, saying. Coaches are people too. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the little rainbow. The more you know, coach people the too. The more you know. Uh, just to approach them in a in a way that you would just approach anyone, like you would approach uh, a coworker or something like yep. that. Yep. Well, and that's why sometimes, especially on the high school level, you'll see, excuse me, a like forty eight hour no talk, no right. contact window because you are heated. Oh, and we'll yeah. talk about heated athletes a little right. later in the podcast, but you as a parent, as a player, like I remember sometimes um, I like in high school was what they called like super utility. So I'd play third, short, like second, a, like a Swiss army knife. Exactly. Played yeah. everywhere. Just depended on who was pitching that day that, right. you know, left a void in the field. Some days I didn't play. And as a high school athlete, I was furious and I would just remember coming back from from games, just fuming. Right. And my dad, I didn't understand at the time. He'd be like, hey, "It's between you and the coach. Yeah. You can go figure it out. I'm not going to go, yep. you know, try to get you playing time. I know how hard you work and all that, but if you want to keep playing, it's going to be on you." Right. And I think I learned quite a bit from that. And I think it just speaks volumes in terms of the player, the parent, and the coach open communication right and i think that you know unfortunately it's a societal issue mm-hmm. where that just doesn't happen anymore i mean if kids get in trouble at school or or they have an issue with their coach mom and dad always come in to the rescue you know to to try to save them right instead of letting the, the kids you know that it's always the first fault of the other adult instead of what did my kid do wrong right because i'm, I'm sure the same way with you if i you know went home and said i had a problem with the teacher or a coach you know got on me my dad would say well what did you do wrong right it was always kind of that that idea that well you're accountable for for your actions not right. well i'm going to call that coach and yeah. give him a piece of my mind right. and blah 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 right. blah blah right great point Dave. oh thank you so that closes up baseball for today's podcast mm-hmm. um, let's move on to football yes 